everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Beautifully Alpha. I'm Danny Fan, and along with my co-host Clang Nguyen, we'll be exploring the areas of manufacturing. Our guest today is Justice Lei, who's actually my cousin. She's really cool, smart, funny, talented, beautiful, everything everything you want in a guest, right? Um, she's going to be sharing her career journey going from working in the film industry as an intern and then um, designing in fashion all the way to her current role as a product designer or should I say inventor uh, it's really cool she actually has some patents out and she's won awards like the Edison award for her for innovative work so I hope you enjoy this conversation and yeah let's just dive right in beautifully alpha beautifully alpha uh, I'm gonna be sweating, so I don't want to like. Let me know if it gets smelly. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very insecure. I go to the gym all the time. He's like, it's okay. I smell. Like, we're at the gym. It you know what's you know, really weird? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like, I was in my warehouse. Like, so the container arrives. Sorry, I don't know where you started yet, but the container arrives, and then um, we were unable to get help or to unload the containers. And so I was like, all right, let's just go do it. Like I went out there and started like helping Holland unload the container stuff for like that. Yeah. And it was like a hundred degree inside yeah. of the warehouse and out in Sandim is extremely hot to you. And then I was like sweating. I was baking inside. I was literally doing like CrossFits right now. <laughs> I was like scratching. And then I was like, he came over and he's like, and I was like, did you just take a <laughs> swift <laughs> <laughs> Not even trying to hide it. I know. And he's all like, why you don't stink? And I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, but instead you like, it's you, why do you smell sweet? And I was like, why do you just smell me? That's what I want to know. And because he was like, he smelled this like sweet aroma, and he's trying to figure where it's coming from. And he came by and he took a zoom. He said, it's from you. And I was like, what are you talking about? I stink right now. He's like, no, you don't stink. There was a girl that I worked with, and I swear, she's when she sweats, she smelled like cookies. <laughs> what is it? One of those where you are what you eat, or is it? Or is it? Or is it very? She also says that she loves cookies and bake. She also likes likes to bake. So it just could be. Con- continues could to be smell that. Like what is it? Oh, she's so healthy that she got amazing pheromones. Maybe both. Maybe a little bit of both. Came out of the pores, all the pores and everything. My friend was telling about a woman at his work, where every time she eats, she sweats. Oh, so they, what? So, yeah, like meat yeah. sweats. So, I get meat sweats. So they all just call her like Sweaty Betty. <laughs> and she knows it. Oh, <laughs> and she knows it. That's knows so sad. It. She gets mad when like That's people really watch sad. her eat. She knows exactly what's going on. That's really sad. She should not know that. <laughs> so. All right, hi. Welcome. We're here today. <laughs> Our guest today is Christine. Or Justice. Or AKA Justice. Yeah. Or AKA Justice. Yeah. If you ever meet her in a public setting like the club. <laughs> Which is, by the way, that the decades ago. I can't remember the last time I stepped inside a club. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. You probably do remember when you stepped last up. I bet you it was recent. You know, if you don't remember, you probably had fun. <laughs> you probably had a great time. I'm trying to think back. I was like, in Vegas a couple weeks ago and I don't remember either. So it's okay. You didn't remember last week. Last week. <laughs> That was a house party. You don't even remember. Oh, and you're oh about yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I knocked out pretty early, around 8 p.m. <laughs> so you start early. You I started early. early. We heard it was going to start at 2. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, I let it warm up. I got there at 4. I was like the third person there. <laughs> <laughs> and I got started pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess it, didn't get, it went to like 2 a.m. Like another six hours went wow. after I knocked out. Yep. I even left, got kaju tofu, and came back, and I'm still going. Oh, my goodness. The yeah. excitement of being young. You're <laughs> young. You actually live a very, like, eventful life. Anyways, so we're here to talk about you, oh, what you've uh, been up to. Um, so a lot of our listeners probably don't know who you are, what you do. I uh, I like to joke to, to people. Well, it's the truth. I tell people that my cousin's an inventor, and she's awesome and amazing, and she's beautiful, and everybody should follow her and all of her product. But I'll let you do yourself. <laughs> like, if when you introduce yourself, what do you usually say? Um... I feel like it's a little ballsy. It, it is. It is actually. Honestly, it is because I I would go out and you know just a, a casual night and some people just come straight up to you and say, "So what do you do for a living?" And I was like, "Do you want to see my bank account?" <laughs> like that's basically oh, what okay. the question uh, entails. Too. This is like, "What is your status?" Kind of thing. That's right? true. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I, I usually just kind of simply say, like, um, I, I was very vague. I just simply say, like, oh, um, I just design stuff. <laughs> I know, like. Like, well, websites. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And usually their response is, like, cool. Because it's so broad, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I prefer not to go into too much in depth and details about it because it's, it's just a lot of layers, to be honest. So I just kind of like, yeah, I just design stuff and that's it. That's, you know, and something they asked was like, oh, what particular, what type of stuff in mind? And I was like, oh, you know, like travel products, beauty products, pet toys. Pet toys. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you make pet toys? I have a dog. And that's yeah. usually how More the conversations up. start going up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I design products. Mm -hmm. Oh, design products. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's the name is of your company? Um, so, After Jen is the company that I partner up with. And it was, it is, it was a, an idea, like, a, I have a vision of an idea to do something in the pet industries. And then After Jen was a good fit from the, for the product that I was, I had in mind. And so, but the companies that I partner with is AfterGen, but my physical product itself, which is a separate entity of a company, is called Doyen World. And this is particularly all um, mainly focused on cat toys right now. It was a combination of dogs yeah. and cats, and then I came to realize there's too many dog toys on the market yeah. that I need to like Never set my stuff away from toys. it. Yeah. How do, how do you make like a new product? Like let's say there's so many stuff out there, you, you think that everything is already <laughs> out there. Like, like how do you think differently from everybody else? You be you actually be surprised. You'd be surprised okay. that there's there's still so many possibility, you know. And and I always love giving this type of challenge to a lot of individuals because they do ask me that question all the time. Like how do you come up with an idea, mm -hmm. right? And I turn to them. It's like what you had to first do is like it's not so much you sit there and try to think of an idea, but more so it's like you observe your surrounding of what is missing and you pay attention to like your friends or your family members or your wife or your husband what do they complain a lot about you know sometimes they'll pick up something that's like oh this thing is so heavy why does it won't have another weight of carrying this thing and they won't be go beyond thinking that but you can you know mm -hmm. you listen to their pain okay. you listen to their frustrations and, or sometimes you just listen to like what they wish for. And you take that and you kind of soak that in a little bit and you kind of able to kind of figure out how can you make it better or how can you make it different or you could create something completely brand new out of that. So do you have a dog or a cat? Because like, <laughs> that would be, be the first question if you're talking about pet toys, uh, right? Well, um, I don't know. I, I do. Okay. Um, I had, I, I had, um, a little Yorkie of 14 years. He was my inspiration oh. for a very, very long time. And after him, <laughs> I became a cat lady. <laughs> Technically not yet, not yet. Cat woman versus cat yeah, lady. Yeah, they come to me. I don't go out and like, <laughs> pick them up or anything. They just come to me. And um, at one point, I had a lots of cats. Oh, what's a lot? About... Nine? Okay. That's At not too bad. That's a lot. <laughs> under, under, under double digits? Under double digits. <laughs> I, had a, I had a teacher that had like eight, I think. Well, the thing is that I didn't I didn't know about this, that once you hit number six or number seven, you automatically become a cat lady. <laughs> I, I thought it's just two. I thought after two, you're no, a cat lady. No, it's, it's apparently like six or seven. I need to look into yeah. that again, but it's interesting. Write in the comments below. What do you think? <laughs> Let us know. Six. It's double People just say just one. Just one. One. Right. You're about a cat. One like, is more than enough. <laughs> um, but no, those these cats they they just shows up into my backyard, and usually it's a mama cat who's like pregnant, and decide to have little little litters and kittens into my mm -hmm. backyard, and of course I have to like you know take care of them and all stuff because you can't just take them to a pound right away or you can't just take them to some foster place right away kind yeah. of thing because they won't take that responsibility they don't want you to be able to like house them and take care of them first and everything and so so i will take care of this little kitten to the right age and then i will um find them up like a home and yeah. then each of them will just find his own home and everything and then make sure the mom is spayed or neutered or something 
make sure they're all spay and neuter before you release them into the yeah. wild. <laughs> or find them a home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, technically, I actually have only two cats, and they're outdoor cats. Yeah. Which are the best because uh, you don't have to do like the scooping of the poo. Or they just poo whatever. Yeah, they poo whatever. So they poo outside uh, of your property. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. poop in your property. Because actually, like, if you, like for kitty later, they'll they'll go do their business and they cover it with dirt. That's why it's it's actually like intuitive for them to like go hide their scent and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like dogs where like let's say they poo in your neighbor's yard, you have to go pick it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have to pick it up? No. No? I don't, I don't think so. You can't even find it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't even know where yeah, it is. Cats, cats can. I don't even know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you this, my garden is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> my garden is beautiful. So. Going back on like creating products and things, and it takes more, I think, than just uh, creating the design. I, I imagine, you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, going to the containers, doing like a lot of the, like the leg work and heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. But there's also some, the stuff in between, like finding out the materials, finding out manufacturers. Do yeah. you, are you involved in that process as well? Oh, yes, yes. And... As a designer, as a product designer, it's so important, so important that you're in it from the beginning all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Like one of the key things I always tell a lot of people is like, if you don't know it, Google it right away. Yeah. You know, or find somebody who has the information for you and everything. But never just hand it off to somebody else and have that person figure it out or fix it or whatever it is. Because at the end of it is that this is still your project. This is your baby. So you mm-hmm. need to know how the transition that came from a piece of paper mm-hmm. into a physical product into your hand. But you also had to understand all the steps in between it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a working process. It's definitely not something that's gonna happen overnight. Yeah. You know, I was very blessed with an opportunity to meet a lot of talents mm-hmm. throughout my years and they were able to guide me and educate me and pretty much direct me to the right place to go to yeah. get all my resource and everything. And which is where today I knew exactly what to do. The moment I have an idea, I knew exactly what to do. It wasn't easy back then. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you get into that role? Cause like um, the origin story of your name is that you're gonna go into law. Oh, that's what it came from? <laughs> I thought it was like some vigilante work where you're like. <laughs> by day, product design, by night. No. Oh my God. Do you have champagne for this? <laughs> <laughs> you can give a brief backstory. Oh man, I knew from a very young age like I wanted to be, do something very creative. I just didn't know what it was yet. You know, um, artistically, I know how to draw before Photoshop even exists at that time. It's all pencil sketch and stuff. And then, and I, and at some point, I wanted to go into a fashion design fields and everything. Oh, yeah. And my parents, my mom especially, say, "Don't even bother because." It's such a cutthroat industry, and she was right. She was definitely right, and I'm so glad I, you know, listened to her. And she, instead, uh, they both of them said four year college. <laughs> so Santa Barbara, that's the oh. school we all Olay. went to. <laughs> Olay, Olay, Olay. <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> so um, you partied pretty hard, huh? She still does. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school. It's very important. Yeah, you get your still, full education. You can still get your full education and party. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but study more. <laughs> study more. Um, yeah, it wasn't until like I came out, finished Santa Barbara, and then my first job, my first real job, was working at Paramount Studio. What'd you do there? <laughs> getting coffee and make photocopies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, printing papers, yeah. delivering papers, getting coffee. I was one of those runner. Yeah. I was this, that's Meeting much famous came. people. Not at all. Really? Shockingly. Not towards it to the end. Okay. It wasn't to the end. And so, so how this whole thing came out, I was like, you know, I was surrounded by creative people. I was like, oh, maybe this is something creative that I want to do. And then there was like, you know, costume designs, like department. I was like, oh my God, like, fashion but my parents again they say no to that um but that's when my little jojo 14 year old jojo at that time he was only 14 year old your son oh my dog (laughs) oh your dog my dog um yeah he's he's only like a few months old i believe he's like four or five months at that time and he wasn't even mine he was my grandmother yeah my grandma was in vietnam 
and then they just asked me, I was like, hey, can you just watch him? And I was like, yeah, sure, I just Little did him. you know, <laughs> you adopted a dog. Yeah, and so this little guy, he uh, turns out that he's not the healthiest dog. Um, the Was vet, the vet, dog? No, it's a little Yorkie. Yorkie. Oh, yeah, tiny, yeah, Yorkie. Tiny, tiny little Yorkie, yeah. And the vet says, like, um, he, I just have to keep him warm at all time because he's still young, so he's still trying to build his immune system and everything. And so, so he said, like, you know, at night, it's body heat. You know, so he had to sleep with you, and I was like, oh, I never have a dog slept in my bed before, but okay, you're cute, you're an exception. Mm -hmm. I went ahead and allowed that. But during the day, it was a question mark. It was like, how do I keep him warm during the day? Southern California is like 100 degrees, and you still had to keep him warm. That doesn't even make sense to yeah. me, right? So the, so the vet said, oh, you just dress him. Dress him. <laughs> That's when I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, who dressed a I make dog? Fun of the, I make fun of those Little dogs, too. Know. Right? I make fun of those people, too. Yeah, I was like, who dressed dogs, right? And I was just like, oh, okay. Not so, the thing. Not oh. the thing. <laughs> yeah, so I went to um, the pet store, Pets, Petco at that time, and all those sweaters and T-shirts that they have, it was just hideous design. Okay. Me with a creative design background who wants to be a fashion designer. Look at all this collection. It's the ugliest thing. And I was like, yeah, look at this little guy. I was like, I cannot make you. <laughs> You're so cute. I can make you look ugly, right? And so I said I went to Target, went to the toddler section, <laughs> and pick up uh, like this Marvel comic t-shirt oh, one. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I brought it to my mom. I say, because my mom's a seamstress, and she's a pattern maker. And I was like, Mom, here's a chance. Can you transform this toddler t-shirt to a dog shirt for him? And then my mom was like, yeah, because she knew that he needs it, right? Yeah. So she cut it all out and everything, sewed it up, and it fits him like a glove. So perfect. Take him to work, and here he little, little guy just walking oh. around with a Marvel Comic t-shirt on his back. And yeah. then that's when, that's when like um, a few agents and people who was on the lot like spotted him and say, hey, such and such is going to be at the studio with her dog. Can you make some shirt for her dog? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So I create all this stuff and everything, pass that to a few of them, never seen them, <laughs> never <laughs> seen the, who, the, the celebrities, never seen their dog, let alone, I didn't even know if those shit really did went to them, right? And I was just, all I did was making it. But then more people start asking for it. And so that's when I started to realize like, okay, so mom and dad say not to be a fashion designer, yeah. but they didn't say fashion designer for dog. <laughs> Little loophole. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's how I jumped right into the pet industry. That's my okay. first bite into the pet industry. <laughs> first bite as an entrepreneur, first bite into like designing products and everything. And then it wasn't until my first event called the Silver Baby, Silver Spoon Baby Puppy, something like that. And we'd have like some celebrity shows up and everything. And those celebrity shows up with their dog wearing my original t-shirts. Who were yeah. these celebrities? Was it Paris Hilton? <laughs> was it Paris Hilton? She was, she was, I didn't see her, but she was actually one of the clients oh, okay, okay. Um, that has it. Um, Kelly Who. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Who. Kelly Who, she was an X-Men. That was the most beautiful, like, Asian. Oh, which, uh, which? I'll put a picture right here. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man, I'm not, edu I'm not educated. Pop up that picture. Who did she play? Who did she play in the X-Men? Did you watch, um, um, what's the one with the tempo with Temple of the Doom? The Rock. The Rock was in it. Oh, uh, oh, uh, the his very first movie, Scorpion King. Yes, and she was the villain in there. Oh, I need to watch that. I remember that okay. movie. Yeah, she's the villain. She's hot. She's oh. still hot. Yeah, she is. How did still I forget hot. this? <laughs> How did I forget this beautiful Anyways, person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and her. So there was a there's quite a bit. There was a lot of them, and you know the TV show Lost was very popular back then. And oh, so okay. a couple of them popped up with their dog, and yeah, that's when I was like, oh, so they did receive these. But by that time, I already started that company. It called Pooch Tea. Did you go up to her and be like, hey, yo, I created this one. This is me. I did. Oh. I did. Because what did she say? They were like, oh, my God, we're trying to figure out who it was and like all this stuff. And Because inside was like a different label than my company label mm. kind of thing. And so and I was like, yeah, that's me. And she, then, you know, we have the whole spread of all, all the other collections. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, my God, we love it. So we ended up dressing her dog. And so we did a few more events and they, they, they showed up again a few more. And so we just became like click instantly so well, that was fun just have so many photos of all that back then 
past experience. This is before cell phones. This <laughs> is before Instagram or social media or anything. This is yeah. like when you had to print it out and had the physical paper like in your hand. This got to be like mid 2000s, I'm assuming. 2005, 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, that would have been on from 2004 to 2004, 2005, 2008. Yeah. Eight was when the recession hit. Yeah, eight was when the recession hit. <laughs> Tell me about that. That was a rough <laughs> Tell me time. How did, how did that hurt you? Oh my God, that that almost destroyed me. Like, we we were the f in 2004. We were like the first at the niche of creating one of the hippest dog T-shirts on the market, mm -hmm. where we were like famous on Melrose, and we were famous in Beverly Hills, and we were like in all the biggest posh, like high-end boutique stores and everything. Yeah. We were selling T-shirts that was like little this big and everything retail for thirty dollars. Yeah, and so and and we almost like sold out, and yeah. so it was insane. Um, but once two thousand eight hit, a lot of the retail stores in the U.S. closed because yeah. of that, you know. Yeah. And it's one of the things. And so we start thinking that we have markets in the Europe and then also in Japan and Canada to continue. But it wasn't enough for me to like see the opportunity anymore because at the same time we were making all the stuff here in the US. Mm -hmm. And so now when we created that trend, a lot of people start to realize like, wow, they really love dressing dogs <laughs> and clothes and everything. And so then that's when the China market opens up and then mm -hmm. the whole manufacturing with China. So they pretty much when they come in, I was like, why pay $30 for this t-shirt made in USA when you can pay $10 yeah. or $5? And that pretty much like crushed me too. And so. But it was a hard learn. Like I say, it was a big struggle. And then that's when I realized that I need to learn about overseas manufacturing. I've been keeping up with local news. I mean, uh, international news. news. International news, news lately. I'm sure you see it in your billing. <laughs> oh already. my God. Yes. Scary. So scary with the whole tariff increase. Mm -hmm. And I got hit hard, not like just a few weeks ago. Because it's not based on ship date it's based on arrival date mm -hmm. so it could be it could be like set in sales months before yep. and then it went arrived like a tariff yep and that's what happened and that's why we were like always on the phone with our brokers and our port and everything just like where's the container where's the container where's the container and then two of my container which is 100 <laughs> percent of it in both of the container were pretty much fall under the 25 percent Tariff increase. So what what is a tariff? Yeah. Is, it, is it just like a tax yeah, on stuff that comes from a different country? Strictly right now is coming from China. Okay. Yeah, strictly. It's all China products. So, so yeah, it's it's pretty much going to be hitting on every single product across the border. So, so from like so not as an adventurous perspective, more on like an entrepreneur business like side of things. I know some people they're choosing to you know forward that price increase to like the price of the product to the consumer in mm -hmm. some places like Target for example they're like oh we're not going to raise our prices mm -hmm. we're going to eat the cost mm -hmm. um, but as like an entrepreneur or a startup like how do you struggle with that and maintain that while still like trying to be affordable or yeah so, so I have this conversation with my team recently about that because we do have a variety of products in our companies mm -hmm. um, some of them has been existing for like over two years three years some of them exist for more than like five years already mm -hmm. and then there's products that are completely brand new the challenge is that the products that's been in the market in you know buyers hands consistently we pretty much can't raise those price because a lot of the buyers just rejects it right away because yeah. they themselves can't raise it up to their consumers either and so we 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 tend to try to negotiate and to find a, a, a fair ground for both of us where we would take a an X percentage of loss and they won't take X percent of loss and everything. Yeah. Um, the new product, thank goodness, is that because it's new, you pretty much renegotiate. Yeah, there's, there's really no negotiation at all because it's brand new products. It wasn't even on the market yet. And so we pretty much like take all the cost of everything, including the tariff, not just only like the 25 or the 10, but also additional five that he just add on on top of it. Yeah. Right? I don't know, you guys heard about that yeah. one too. I'm, and so, I'm learning a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so kind of give you an idea. Like twenty five percent is kind of effective on more like a common product, like everything like steels or paper and cardboard. So those are like heavy uses and most and heaviest materials shipping into the U.S. 
And so, and they know that, you know, those toxins can be easy to test yeah. very easily and there's nothing we can do about it, right? And then, and then everything else is 10% across the board. And so it's not just on the pet industry, but just everything from like children, clothes, whatever it is that coming from, from China is 10%. And then recently he's going to add in additional five on top of that. So it's like 25 now become 30, 15 now become 10. Uh, 10 become 15 yeah and so it's kind of like we pretty much cry <laughs> so we pretty much cry but um the, the thing the good thing is that the consumer is aware of it yeah you know so they know that like what they're purchasing right now is not what they're going to be purchasing paying they would not be paying the same price later on and so they know that yeah. and so hopefully the living you know the living expense is going to be a little bit more but yeah. hopefully they're like their salary will increase to, you know, to yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think all this will affect inflation. <laughs> yes. yeah. costs a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know how to balance all this together. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think like right now is a proper right now. I mean, honestly, like we should be doing this from the beginning already. Is just monitoring our expense very closely, you know, because this is the type of things that we we. There was talking about for many years. We just didn't know when it's going to happen, you know. So people who were like aware of it many years, like years ago, they were like, "All right, we're not going to have Starbucks every single day," yeah. you know, because we need to like save for X, Y, Z kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel bad for jumping around, but like, let's say I have an idea. What's the literal next step? Like, I know, you, I, know you, I know you talk about like going to China. Like, who is China, and what do you find a company right, in China? Right. And like, and, and is there someone that translate for you? And like, you, or how do you know which website to go to to submit a design? Right. Um, no, no, no. That, that's actually a really good question because a lot of people came and asked me that question. So, first and foremost, is like they'll ask me, "Is like I have an idea." It's never been done before. I'm the first one to do it, and I'm gonna put a patent on it. And this would be me. I don't know if you're going to just like probably all audio and everything, but I would pull out my phone and then as they're telling me about this idea, I was like, I don't know if I should tell you, you should sign an NDA. <sighs> and I was like, okay, that's <laughs> fine. And as they're telling me like, you know, whatever it is, I just start Googling it up and everything. I start like clicking through and I'll go through like the USPTO, like, you know, the whole patent trademark yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a USPTO. It's a public domain. Or it's public oh, you can Google domain. like see what's out there yeah, already? Yeah, okay. Google, it was patent, yeah, yeah. or okay. in, in pending patent or everything. I just like type it all in and everything. And then I'll turn over like, you mean this? <laughs> and they were like, no, yes. how is that possible? My own lawyer, my own patent lawyers like did the search and everything. They said there was nothing done they can do. I was like, they just want your money. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, so first thing and first foremost is like a simple step. You have an idea. So there's two ways you can go. You can execute it yourself or you find somebody to help you execute it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my strategy for you is like here, always best is do it yourself first. It's always the cheapest way. See how far you can get first. Yes, yeah. exactly. So first thing you do, you do do research. If you want to be original, you want to make sure you have no competitions out there. But don't freak out that you did spot somebody have the same idea as you. Don't freak out of anything. Take that as an excitement because it's telling you that what you're thinking is that person thinking already, thought of it, and are executing. And it's now like, I just thought we thought the same thing, and that person already start launching it, meaning that you be able to gather that person's data oh, if that per- yeah. that thing really works or not. And mm-hmm. what you do on your end is like make it better. Yeah. That's the ch- that's the fun part. What, is, is there people out there just buying up patents but not really creating any products? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So yeah. things like, oh, I want to create a car that can fly, but like I'll patent that so someone creates in the future. Yep. They have to make it different or better. Better. Yeah. Like Thomas Edison have like thousands and thousands of it. <laughs> really? And a lot of them are not his. For it's a, like his team. For like, for like a light bulb or something. Thousands of them. Like electrifying cars. Oh, okay. You know, so, but but again, not everything is patent. Yeah. Not everything is patentable. That's another thing too. That's that's a whole, whole another conversation okay. for it. Save yeah. for next time, part two. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. If you want to learn about patent, we'll have that conversation <laughs> next time. Um, yeah. So you want to do your research. You want to see your competitors, and then you want to see your market. Meaning, like making sure it's, there's a need for this product stuff. market fit. Yeah. Okay. And so, step number two is if if it's a service then you pretty much just pretty much go, go out there and just advertise yourself and, and see if how you can service the mm-hmm. communities or the, your clients stuff. If it's a physical product, then you will, best bet is that you need to create a prototype on that. 
now if you can mold it yourself as a sculpture yourself or or glue or hot glue whatever it is you can do yourself do it yeah. it's the cheapest way possible right what's so great about today's technology versus like 10 years ago when i did it so it's a whole cad 3d thing did not exist right and so what i would do is like here i mold this cup and then i need to bring this really ugly mold of a shape of a cup that i just handmade myself bring it over to whatever country like china's india's wherever country you want to make your stuff out of from and you give it to them and it's like hopefully they'll be able to shape it better and create like a mold of cast for you right did you did you bring your stuff to china and just google google a bunch of companies <laughs> <laughs> or did you just walk, walk, well, like, try to find factories or how do you do that no so so one of one of the great thing is so one of the good examples one of this pet toy that i designed is the weeble wobble doyen cat Weeble Wobble Treat Dispensers. There'll be a photo right here. I shot the video for that. Oh, she did. She did. She did an interactive um, mm -hmm. video for that too. Um, so what I did is like I have an idea. And this is when I came to After Gen and decided to partner up with them um, to came up with to make this thing possible. And so I already crafted a mold shape of it and then I brought it to a 3D printing company. And, and this was mid 2000 something, right? No, no, this is oh, about two years ago. Oh, this two is years about ago. two years ago. Yeah, and and what's great about it is that today, 3D printing and 3D CAD design and everything is very affordable. Yep. The first time when they launched it off was really expensive, yep. but now it's very affordable. And you so, can even do like metals now and like other right. materials, not just plastic. Yeah, right. which is like I said, like today, if you have an idea, it's like you, it's, everything is possible and affordable now. It's amazing, mm -hmm. right? So I brought it over to the 3D printing companies. Have them. I need this shape that I just craftily molded into into like a 3D CAD designs for it. So I can just email it. Oh, you got to keep the digital soft mm -hmm. uh, file, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can just email it. So, but before I email it to anybody that file, I need to find a reliable factory manufacturers, right? And so you need to search into like who's your factories that you want to work with. For yeah. me at that time, I knew like. This design, I can't give it to a pet toy manufacturers to create this product for me because they have such a detailed components and it, and it requires two or three different type of materials to go into it that I can't just give to a pet toys mm -hmm. company. I have to give to a specialty toys, which is kind of like that does kids toys, right? Or, or a collectible, you know, vinyl toy companies that is more like for us because they specialize with different type of materials mix it and combine to one. So that took me about two years of research. So and why not pet toy company? Because I, I figured that they would just use all the, the materials that's good for pets, right? Yes and no. Um, pet toy companies, they they don't do combinations. They don't take separate materials oh, and combine it together. Yeah, a yeah. lot of times it's all like stuffed animals. It's full. Or even like a rubber toy and everything. It's just one injection molding. Mm -hmm. So they they don't understand the concept of different layers of it. This toy has one, two, three, four, I believe five, one, two. Is, is it more like a material, like a, a manufacturing thing, or is it more of like? Assembly. Oh, so it's not like a ethical, ethical sort of animal, like it's not poisonous to them or something? No, 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 no. no. It's an assembling process, which is very crucial. And again, you don't give it, you know, you don't give an idea that have nothing to do with a factory. Yeah. Oh, okay, and so okay. you want to make sure you give your product to a factory that is familiar with this type of assembling. Because then, so, like the product will be faster, done much more quickly, mm -hmm. and then it'll also like look more like better. Right. Um, it, it minimizes your risk. Yeah. How'd you find that factory? Like just Google. Oh. Um, you can Google Alibaba is. Oh. Is, is a really great place. Is that a company? Like, I heard so it's a website. It's like a website. It's like a Amazon, but for like China, lots right? of things. Yeah. yeah. So you can submit your stuff into there? Like, is there like no. a, diff a different? No, you definitely uh, don't want to submit anything. I like how I feel like anything. I know what I'm saying, but like, no. I've only sort of helped. No. I'm just asking questions a normal person would ask. Right. I, I hope a normal person would ask. <laughs> no, what you want to do is like, you want to go to Alibaba, you want to research, mm -hmm. you type in product that you feel like is similar to yours, type it up, and then that manufacturer will comes will appear into your page and it will list out all the products oh. that they made yeah. and you look through their collection if there's any similarity to what you want to do because your idea even though it's your own design iconic everything but those are the materials and that's how the paint sculptures and everything you want that's how you it's so simple it's like this is my design 
but I like how you did to that toy. Do the same thing for mine. Yeah. And that's what you want to do. So, but the thing again, you don't release your product right away because you don't know if this company is a trustworthy factories over in China. And so, so like I say, it took me about two years for me to like hunt, research a different variety of factories, and then having them send me over a sample of their product itself for me to investigate and, and determine if this is a quality that I want. And then after that, I visit the factory. Oh, so everything's done email first, then visit after. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I would bring my physical product with me. I would go there and take a look and do a walk through the factories. And and if always go with your gut instinct. If your gut says no, you just like end the conversation and you're out. Yeah, because right? they're a business partner at the end mm -hmm. of the day, and you want to build a relationship. With them. Right. Yeah, but you know, traveling so far from the U.S. to China is a very long trip. And so you make sure you plan out like several factory to visit, not just one. Okay, so that's more really important. And also give you an opportunity as like, hey, you're not the only factory I'm talking to. I'm talking to Stubborn more. So give me a price, a quote that I feel comfortable and and qualities I'm feel confident that I will use you versus the other three that I'm gonna meet too. So you wanna negotiate all that during your visit and then after that, once you find somebody you like, is when you present your product after they sign your NDA. Okay. So you wanna make sure like this product that you're going to present to them is never going to duplicate for any other reason mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so that's really important to make sure they signed a NDA with you yeah. on that. And then pretty much right after that, it's just cross fingers and pray every day that no, no big mistake happens. And then that the shipping container arrives at the exactly. time. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much it. It's like, what well, these things right here? Oh, <laughs> What are these? It's one, the latest product. So, <laughs> a blush lips is a blush lips, it yeah. is. It's called blush lips. So, um, again, if this is you probably won't can't see it because this is audio, but if you can, this mm -hmm. is what it looks like. And this is a, a, a lip exfoliating brush it's to help remove the dry, chapped skins on your lips. Um, and really fun thing is like this thing is there's really no proper tools to help remove dead skin off your lips, except your fingers or a toothbrush or a spoolie, which is, again, that's a, a no-no to all that. And so my sister and I, we came up with a, a proper tool to help exfoliate your lips. So like your lips is burning from being chapped, and then you peel another layer off of that? <laughs> no, yeah. it's not burning, first oh, of all. I, 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 so educate me. if your lips is burning, you definitely need to help with that. <laughs> okay, so. Stop kissing people. Exactly. Yeah, definitely see a doctor. Um, no, it's just, it's just regular dry lips that you, I would say a lot of people experience, especially during the winter. Yep. When the air is really dry and everything. And, and it's so funny, it's like ever since I started this industry, going go into this industry, I never pictured myself going to the beauty industry. Um, I launched this thing off last year. Okay. Yeah. And ever since I started it, the first thing I talk to people is just to look at their lips. <laughs> I can't even like avoid that anymore. Like, Eyes are up here. Yeah, I can't even avoid I'm just like looking at people's lips. And then when people ask me like, oh, so what do you do? Or what is this? And I explain to them, I was like, well, you're looking at my lips right now, aren't you? And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't help it. We're, we're gonna buy Market those. Research. We're gonna buy those. Things. Is it blushlips.com? Blushlips.com or oh, okay. on Amazon. Good. It's available on Amazon. Okay. Or, and soon. Yeah, and also available on HSN. So. Which I just got some on HSN. HSN. Oh, HSN. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just bought some. They'll be coming in in five to seven days. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Were you buying that from yeah. Amazon? No, for HSN. I gotta support. Oh, you're buying it from HSN? Yeah. yeah. Why don't so, you buy it straight from here? I gotta support my girl. Oh, <laughs> like just give it a straight <laughs> cash. No, I gotta like, oh. write a review. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like, you got the positive reviews. Yeah. Leave, leave some feedback. She's supporting. Supporting. Yeah. Um, yeah, full, so full it's, it's like been, it. it's been um, one year already, and most, talking about, you know, talk about like, come up with an idea that you want to see if, if it even exists in the market at that time, right? So this is a great example. A year ago, my sister came to me and she wants to start a company with me. And I love the idea. I love the idea of like, because I always want to do something with the family and stuff. And we were just like brainstorming like different ideas and everything. And I was guilty <laughs> exfoliating my lips with a toothbrush at that time. And then that's when I was like, wait a minute. So I started Googling up exploring lip brush, you know, or 
photo for your lips, nothing shows up, nothing. And I was like, why? There's, uh, so I told him, my sister, just like, I think we might have something here. But let me just do a little bit more research. Cause like I said, again, I'm just very like, you know, very like thorough. Making yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so we continue and research and research and research again for like the next um, three months. And still nothing shows up on Google's or any type of search engine. And so, and my colleague, he, uh, he's an Amazon expert and really good at e-commerce and everything. And I told him, I was like, hey, can you type these keywords into Amazon and tell me how many people search for that a day? And then he's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you talking? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just type in these words, exfoliating lip brush. And he's like, he, he typed this into his Amazon just to do a comparison and everything. And he turned to me, he's like, what are you working on? <laughs> and I was NDA, like, keep your mouth shut. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, so what are you showing? And he said, right now it says it shows like about 10,000 people are looking for this product. And I was just like, that's all I need to know. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was very blessed because like the company that makes my pet toys, it's specialized with silicone materials oh, and okay. plus and everything. And so I turned to them and said like, hey, can you help me make and develop this product? And they did. And right now, today, if you Google exfoliant lip brush, my product will appear. And number every, one. And number one in every single search engine. This looks really professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like someone made in a backyard garage. I know. No, not at all. Well printed, not, at all. not a sticker. Not at all, yeah. So it's ranked number one, uh, Amazon's Choice, for pretty much still ranks as Amazon's Choice one year later. So. You're just starting to get like competitors now, right? Yes. Isn't that flattering? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, don't freak out if somebody starts knocking off your idea. Do not freak out. A lot of people does, okay. right? So take it as a compliment, okay? And one other th takeaway from this whole thing is like when you develop your products, the key thing is that build your brand. That's the strength. That's the strongest thing you can do for your product is build your brand, okay? And so you can design whatever you want to design, but if your brand does not carry the weight of your product, then it's pretty much a flop. Yeah. And so, and what I mean by like build your brand, build your follower, for them to trust your brand. Mm -hmm. And so that way, if there are a competitor that just shows up, you know, God, ladies, how many, or men, how many Spanx is out there, right? Oh. You don't even, you uh, please don't uh, even know I, what Spanx is. I, I know of it. <laughs> I don't know it, I know of it. Yeah, but you know the original Spanx creators, and like I say, there's, and now there's thousands of different variations of Spanx yeah. out there, but you know who is the original creators of that, and, and, of course, as a lawyer and you trust it, you go to the original creator. Yeah. And that's the same thing with this product, any product, is it's like, there's gonna be competitors, take it as a compliment, you know, and. You, you try to stop them? Like, hey, you're making the same stuff I'm making. No, no, there's honestly, um, like I said again, you you take it with stride, you look at this, you know, because because they're making that same product as yours, it's telling you that those people look at their product, they were also gonna look at your products. And, and you just had to let them decide. Do you want to go with the authentic or you want to, want to go with a knockoff imitation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and people will gonna experience it. They're gonna see the result right away. And you know, I've seen people like who came back and purchased my product and left a comment and saying like, oh my God, I just came with your brand because I ordered something that's similar to yours and it was hideous yeah. you know because they don't have like a proper care for it yeah for me it's like quality control is so important every single brush that was shipped out I look at it with my own eyes I inspect it myself and so I know that when you receive it is a high quality products I don't allow any type of like you know little nicks little bumps anything that's not supposed to be imperfections does not come by my hand so yeah so that's what's really important about that but yeah do you learn a lot <laughs> it's funny because like I've, I've helped you film some products so it's really cool to hear this whole story in one sit down mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to know like what's next you've done so much oh, already so <laughs> much there's yeah it's just quite a bit like on a, as as a creator you don't sleep and you guys know this because you guys even though it's it's content that you guys create and everything you guys <laughs> don't sleep either because your brain is always like tweaking and everything and same thing goes with me. It's like, I don't see. But you know, the, the great thing is like, um, 
A friend of mine asked me this question this, mm -hmm. yeah, this morning. She asked me this question this morning, and she asked me, I was like, that she has her own company that she, that she operates and everything. And, and she's stressing out on all her stuff that she's doing. But she turned to me and was like, how do you run not just one, but like pretty yeah, much about cool. three companies, right? So I have like, I, I have After Jam with Strapletos. I have After Jam with Doyen World for the pet. The Strapletos for the women's fashion design stuff. I have Blushless with my sisters and everything. And then she said like, and on top of it, you handle all like the marketing, the PRs, the social medias, the, all the creative contents and everything. And on top of that, you travel to China to handle all the manufacturing. Then you travel to all the trade show to not just for, for one company, but for like all three companies. And, and still have a social life. But still have a social <laughs> life. Exactly. Yeah. But still have a social life. And she asked me, I was like, how do you do it? You know, and you don't, at the same time, you don't look stressed at all. Right. And I told her, it's like, it's because I don't see this as a job. Okay. You know, I love what I do. You know, and and it's not about like I love the industry, like the beauty industries or the pen industry or anything. I love them all equally. But what I love the most is, is like creating something that came from an idea in my head and it's landing to my hand and then sharing it with the world and get their reaction. Like I get excited for yeah. that. And because of that, it's. I don't feel like a job. And number two is so important. It's like you figure out what is important on your daily routine. You figure out what is important and you make sure that is taken care of. And But first and foremost, it's like make sure you make time for your family. Make sure you, should, make sure you have time for your friends. Make sure you have time for your loved ones and everything. You know, it's so important because those people are your number one supporter. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't neglect them. They're your most supporter. Paying full price on a website <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to support. <laughs> yeah. what's, that, what's, what's the biggest sacrifice? What, get, what gave? Because you said, like, you had a dog, but, like, no kids, right? Is that a sacrifice? Um, no, that's a choice. Okay. No, that, that was not a, a, a sacrifice. It was a choice. Like, I knew, I believe it for me is like not finding the right partner. Okay. Right? So, so going through this whole journey was then, no, I don't have any regrets or anything. That There was one time part of me was like, I want to have a family. I want to have kids. I want to have all that stuff and everything. And then I take a look at it. It's like, until I have the right partner, mm -hmm kids would not be a part of that life yet okay. you know what i mean and so so i'm still young you are <laughs> you're hella partying hard so there's still time there's still time you know but no like you know honestly in regard to sacrifice i would say it was it would be my early journey you know you spend most of your 20s messing around or like pretty serious yeah, very serious. Oh, serious? So you got yeah. started early, like, in yeah. your life. In your, yeah, in my, because at that time, you, I was still looking. I was okay. still, like, trying to scope out, like, what is it I want to do with my life, you know? Um, Did you figure that out in your 20s? or? Like? No, I didn't figure it out until, like, about five years ago. Okay. Yeah, five years ago. And, and this is in reference to our grandparents, yeah. you know? And so I think I shared a story with you about it, but um, really briefly, it's like, my friend, my best friend, asked me the question of why. Why what? Why you're doing what you do today. Like, what are you hoping to accomplish coming out of it, right? And I couldn't answer that question until I started to think really, really hard. And I think that the, once I figured out my why was when everything else came, everything makes sense. Like, everything that I moved forward, it just basically makes sense. You know, and, and I think that's really important is just like try to figure out your why first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why you want to go into your creative way and why do I do what I do and why you do what you do, you know? And it's also okay for those things to change, too. It's and definitely. That's definitely a change as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's healthy that you change it. <laughs> just like you said, you don't want to, Do the know, same if, thing over and over. If you're too good for it, you want yeah. something more like a challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything you want to plug, like... Bring uh, your mic closer. Why are you so it, far away? From oh, me? man, I, I know when my voice is booming. It tra I know it travels because it's like, it got lower wavelengths. Um. But, yeah. <laughs> Besides, uh, but, so all the brands that you're managing. <laughs> like, uh, who do you want to shout out to? Good props to. Oh, my God. Team. So many. 
so many. First and foremost, guys, every single job you come through, thank every single one of those people. Even yeah. even some of the bosses that you don't get along with, even some of your colleagues that you wish they never sat next to you, everything. But through all those journeys, because of those individuals, they're the one who brought you to where you want to accomplish today. And for me, it's like I pretty much want to thank everybody across the board. Like my family, especially without them, like they're the one who believe most in me. Yeah. You know, to like really push me up and everything. But as also my team at AfterGen, <laughs> number one <laughs> team at AfterGen. Without them, none of this is possible too. Pulling late night hours. All, all the haters and copycats. <laughs> no, no, they're you know honestly like everybody is it's great. Like it's you know it's it's one of the cycles of life that you just have to you know appreciate everyone that comes with you. You know so. Even if they do you wrong, it's, it's okay. You just thank them anyway. So. Right. But stay positive. That's yeah. key thing. Always stay positive. Always believe in yourself. And also foremost is like make sure you take care of yourself first. Put right. yourself first. Yes. So uh, important. Your social media handle? <laughs> which one do you want to promote? Oh, uh, yeah. Which one do you want, <laughs> one do you want to promote? <laughs> the one everyone should follow. I, I, it will be my blush lips. All right. My, my blush lips. So on uh, IG or on IG and on Facebook. Cool. So yeah. Check it out. Shout out to uh, her sister. <laughs> and what's your sister's name? Casey. Casey. And Fee. And Fee. Mm-hmm. The three sisters. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you for being our guest tonight. Yeah. It's like late at night. It's eleven thirty right now, y'all. <gasps> Pacific time, <laughs> as opposed to all the other podcasts, is always in the morning, <laughs> like eight a.m., nine a.m. Yeah, we ain't like that. We got day jobs. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll end it there. Yay! Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. And uh, don't forget to always Wait. stay beautiful and stay alpha. All right. We're gonna say that again. Do that one more time. Uh, don't forget to stay beautiful and stay alpha. I love it. You guys are great. Best interview so far. So far. (laughs) Best interview this month. (laughs) This week.